Middle East on the brink, North Korea on the brink, Iran increasing its aggression, elections in Taiwan. Look, there's a lot of global instability as we ourselves plunge into primary season. How have you sheltered your savings and investments from potential major setbacks to the economy? You think it can happen here? It can happen here, but it's not too late to diversify an old IRA or 401k into gold. And Birch Gold Group can help you with that. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. As opposed to many other investments, Gold thrives in times of uncertainty. It is an important part of diversifying your savings. Now listen, here's how Birch Gold can help make it a part of yours. Birch Gold will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold. And it doesn't cost you a penny out of pocket. You want to learn more? Just text SAVAGE to 989898 for a free info kit. S-A-V-A-G-E, text it to 989898 and you get a free info kit. It costs you nothing. Just text SAVAGE to 989898. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of happy customers, I encourage you to arm yourself with the knowledge of diversification through precious metals. Protect yourself. Text SAVAGE to 989898 and claim your free info kit. Protect your savings with gold. Do it now. Text SAVAGE to 989-898. Thank you very much. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. Text SAVAGE to 989-898. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. The Westwood One Podcast Network presents The Savage Nation. It's savage, uncut, unfiltered, and raw. Home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. Welcome to the Savage Podcast today. There's plenty in the news. I mean, to me, the big story is the uh, rocket man firing off his little missiles and Trump answering with a big missile. As Trump once said, I have a bigger rocket than him, and he proved it by firing off an ICBM out of Vandenberg Air Force Base in California. Ours flew 4,200 miles and landed somewhere in the sea, splashing down enough to just wet Rocket Man's fat little paws. Now, let me tell you, the background to this is quite simple. Why did the rockets suddenly start flying from Fat Man again? Because Rocket Man does what China tells him to do. Who are we in a fight with right now? Over what? Trade with China. The Chinese were just in the White House. They didn't get their way with Trump the way they would have gotten with the other presidents. So what happened? Okay, Rocket Man fired off some rockets. Trump answered them with a big rocket. Okay, headline one. Now, there's some more that we have to talk about, and I'm not going to go past it yet, which is the shooting in Denver the other day, where a student was shot, detonated, were injured by two maniacs. Now, there's elements to this story that must be discussed Because people keep wringing their hands and saying it's guns. It may not be guns. It may be drugs. Now, why do I say that? Well, let's start with what kind of drugs we are talking about. Well, one of the shooters is a transgender male who was in the midst of transitioning from female to male. Do you know what that means? It means her doctor, who should be in a hospital himself, was shooting her up with testosterone. Testosterone makes people crazy. Whether they are male or female, testosterone drives people nuts. So you don't, don't look past that. That's number one. But there's more. 
According to the Denver News, sources said the motive of the alleged shooter's motive, you hear, went beyond bullying and involved revenge and anger towards others at the school and that at least one of the suspects was involved in legal and illegal drug use and had been in therapy. So again, it's psychotropic drugs. Now, speaking about the schools being hothouses of insanity, California just hit a new low. They've overhauled their sex education guidance for public school teachers and are encouraging teachers to talk about transgender sex in kindergarten classes. Can you believe what the parents themselves are saying with their signs? Stop sexualizing our kids. I want education, not sex classes. Protect my innocence and childhood. Too much too soon. The framework is mind corrupting. The framework is sick and twisted. No to explicit sex ed. But that didn't stop California's education department from imposing this sexuality on children in kindergarten. This is crazy. And it's enough already. It's just enough already. Why are they teaching this stuff to our children? Parents are supposed to teach this to our children. Not a group of radical activists who have seized control of every education department in the United States of America. What else is in the news? Well, there's plenty in the news. Go to michaelsavage.com, 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 michaelsavage.com. What else? Well, let's pick it up from there. Oh, the border crisis? Oh, nothing to worry about. 100,000 border crosses arrested in April. But don't worry about it. Trump's doing better than Obama. Yeah, right. Can you imagine if this was going on with a Dem- if Hillary was the president, God forbid, what would be going on? How is this going on? Why is this going on? Yeah, why is it going on? I don't know why it's going on. Maybe you know why it's going on. Over 1% of the population of Guatemala and 1% of the population of Honduras have entered the United States since September. That's a shocking demonstration of the illegal invasion of the United States of America. Worse yet, 3% of the population of one Guatemalan county has come into the United States, and they've done nothing about it. Are you listening to me? How can we absorb all of them? Diseased, illiterate. They have nothing to offer this society. Other than voting Democrat, I'm sorry, I wasn't thinking clearly. Give them a green card. How many of them are infected with measles? Where'd the measles epidemic come from? Oh, there's no connection? Oh, there's a connection. There's a connection, all right. San Francisco investigates a doctor over measles vaccination exemptions. It's another story unto itself. By the way, one in two Americans takes prescription drugs. I was thinking about that all night. Uh, I don't. So I'm in the half of Americans that don't take prescription drugs. I think it's going to come down to those who are drugged and those who are not drugged. I wish that there was a drug test for everyone in Congress. And I wish there was a drug test for everyone in the media. Because I know I'd pass it with a clean bill of health. With the others, I can speak only for myself. The Savage Nation. It's Savage On Demand. It's summertime, and the only thing more annoying than Nadler are flies and other insects invading your home. And who knows where those flies were last? Do you get the picture? 
the fly that just landed on your hamburger could have been anywhere from another piece of food to, well, you know what flies like. Think about it. So we'd like to thank our sponsors over at Dynatrap. It's really important you hear me. In this age of disease, it's real. Dynatrap is the leading manufacturer of outdoor mosquito and insect traps. And now they've come up with a solution for indoor pests, the Dynatrap Flylight. The Dynatrap Flylight works day and night to attract and trap flies, fruit flies, mosquitoes, and other pesky insects, including noceums. And I've got to say, this stuff really works. It zaps them. Forget those disgusting fly strips. Ugh. That's from the days of the outhouse. The Dynatrap Flylight looks like a subtle nightlight that plugs into any indoor outlet. Trust me. Trust me. We've been using the Dynatrap Flylight for a couple of days now. It's insane. The number of insects it has caught that would otherwise be buzzing around my hamburger. Get yours at Dynatrap.com. That's Dynatrap.com. D-Y-N-A-T-R-A-P.com. Enter the promo code Savage Nation and receive 15% off any of their products. Once again, D-Y-N-A-T-R-A-P dot com. Promo code Savage Nation. 15% off. Dynatrap, the safe, silent, and simple solution to indoor household insect control. The Savage Nation. It's savage, uncut, unfiltered, and raw. Meanwhile, the Palestinian radical activist Linda Sarsour, who hates Israel, hates Trump, hates America, hates the military, and hates ICE, has posted a selfie of herself on a private jet while complaining about injustice for Palestinians. And whose private jet was she on with? Let's see now. Roger Waters? Who is he? Isn't he some kind of musician? Yeah, I think so. Hmm. Fed's now tracking 850 possible domestic terrorists across the United States. Oh, they're all white supremacists, not Muslims. I'm sorry. The FBI is now looking at white supremacists, not radical uh, Muslims. Okay. Hmm. History Channel Food Network outranks CNN for total prime viewers. I wonder why. I wonder why. Now, looking at the other stories of the day, there's a couple of big ones today that I have been talking about. And that is a mural of George Washington in, of all places, George Washington High School in, of all places, San Francisco. Apparently, a few Native Americans who are in attendance in the school feel uncomfortable as they walk by the mural of Washington. Uh, And therefore, the mural has to be torn down. Now, it's true it's been there since the 1930s. It was painted by a Russian communist immigrant and... uh, he apparently painted a picture of Washington stepping over the body of a dead Indian. No one seems to have noticed it until now, but apparently it has to come down now. That's called erasing history. The fight over the mural could go to the feds. School district working group backs effort to remove art at George Washington High. This is what the communists did when they took over Russia. They erased the history of Russia. If you think this is all happening by accident, If you think the agitated minorities are really agitated minorities, you are mistaken. They are fronts for the Communist Party USA, which has many different faces and many different names. Some call themselves Antifa. Call them anything you want. I'll call them what they are, anti-Americans. Also on michaelsavage.com, there's an announcement for my book, A Savage Life, which reveals the man behind the microphone, where I share my extraordinary American journey and the adventures that have shaped me 
It is a paperback book that will be out for Father's Day, which is just around the corner. You can purchase it right now on Amazon. BBC host Danny Baker fired after comparing Royal Baby Archie to a chimp. Okay. Nadler says we're in a constitutional crisis. Nadler, we were in a constitutional crisis that day you were born. California's new sex guidance encourages gender identity talks in kindergarten. Anti-vaccination student who sued health department after being banned from school now has chicken pox. Uh, what? Oh, I see. That's how that works. Feds released 168,000 illegal immigrant family members into communities. They're all now studying to be Albert Einstein. I said this before. I'll say it again. Devon Erickson, the Colorado school shooter, one of the two bastards, shared anti-Trump posts on Facebook. But that's why you're not hearing the rest of the story. Do you understand why it's buried? Do you understand why the story was buried? Anti-Trump shooter? Transgender on drugs? And who stopped them? An aspiring young Marine from Denver tackled them with guns blazing. Not his gun, their gun. He ran into gunfire to stop the son of a gun. Meanwhile, the insanity of liberalism has just hit again. A Baltimore TV anchor named Mary Bubula was thrown out of her job because she asked a simple question about the city's recent mayors. They called her sexist and racist. So what did the TV anchor Mary Bubla say that got her fired after all the years she worked for that city? Well, let's look at it. She treated everyone nicely, and here's what she had to say. We've had three female African-American mayors in a row. They were all passionate public servants. Two resigned, though. Is this a signal that a different kind of leadership is needed to move Baltimore City forward? Asked Ms. Bubula. Well, for that reason, she was fired. You can't ask that question. Now, how many times have we heard that it's white males that need to go? We need new leadership. No one gets fired for that. Why not? Why? I'll let you know why, because we're living in insane times. That's why. Well, those are some of the headlines from today. And now a very big treat for you on the Savage Podcast. It's something that many of you have been asking for for a long time now. Because you can't catch the show or you don't stream the show. Well, now we're going to give you the first hour live of today's show of the Savage Nation. Michael Savage, a host like no other. Look, losing hair is just terrible. And two out of three guys will experience hair loss by the time they're 35. It just happens. Luckily, I'm introducing a product called Keeps, the easiest and most affordable way to keep the hair you have. These FDA-approved products used to cost so much, but now, thanks to Keeps, they're finally inexpensive and easy to get. For five minutes now and starting at just $10 a month, you'll never have to worry about hair loss again. Getting started with Keeps is very easy. Sign-up takes less than five minutes. Just answer a few questions and snap some photos of your hair. A licensed physician... We'll review your information online and recommend the right treatment for you. Then it's shipped right to your door every three months. Keeps offers generic versions of the only two FDA-approved hair loss products out there. Some of you have probably tried them before, but you've probably never gotten them for this price. Keeps is only $10 to $35 a month. Plus, now you can get your first month free. It's a great deal for getting to keep your hair. To receive your first month of treatment for free, just go to keeps.com slash savage nation. 
That's K-E-E-P-S dot com slash Savage Nation for a free month of treatment at Keeps dot com slash Savage Nation. Keeps hair today. Keeps hair tomorrow. That's K-E-E-P-S dot com slash Savage Nation for your first free month of treatment. My community is the Savage Nation, and it's time we got Savage! I have a right brain headache. You know why? The weather out here is the worst it's ever been in San Francisco. It is gray. It looks like nuclear winter. It's relentlessly gray. I used to say that when the weather in California is good, it's the best in the world. And when it isn't, there's no reason to live here because there's no other reason to live here except the weather. And now the weather's been so bad, windy, cold. I know it's springtime. I've been out long enough. So here are the topics. There's so many topics. I'll start with the ones that matter to me. Should big tech be broken up? I've been calling for it for, oh, two years. Well, now finally, Elizabeth Powell Warren comes out and says, break them up. And Facebook's uh, co-founder, Chris Hughes, founder of Facebook with uh, Markey, says it's time to break up Facebook. And it certainly is long overdue. I mean, make them sell off Instagram and WhatsApp at very least. And then break up Facebook. And then, of course, put them. I, I've said a thousand times, take the big tech companies, whether it be Twitter, Facebook, or any of the other sites, and put them under the banner of the FCC. Let them abide by the same rules as the radio and TV stations in the country. You don't have to create a new division for them. Okay, that's one. I can ask you a question, but I'll tell you no lie. So what do you need to call me for? In other words... If I were lying to you, you could call and tell me I'm wrong. But since I'm telling you the truth by asking the question, you know the answer already. Now, here's the next topic. California has just changed their rules, and they are forcing teachers, they say they're not, to teach about transgender sexuality in kindergarten. They overhauled its sex education guidance for public school teachers, encouraging them. That means if they don't do it, they get fired they get reported, to talk about gender identity with children in kindergarten. Now, I have very strong feelings on this. I've said a thousand times, I am a sexual libertarian. I don't care what people do with whom, as long as it is consensual. However, the buck stops with the children. You mess with the children. I'm sorry. That's civil war to me. Now, the parents went nuts. And here's the interesting thing. Many of the parents who hate this are Hispanic because they're very conservative, incidentally. They have stepped on a bear trap with this one, but you won't hear about it on Fox News. So the parents held up signs about teaching transgenderism to children in kindergarten, such as protect my innocence and childhood. I want education, not sex classes. Stop sexualizing our kids. No to explicit sex ed. I'm not going to ask you yet what you think. Instead, I'm going to read you an interesting email from a conservative woman's point of view. Now, remember what I said. She is a Christian. She is a conservative. She voted for Trump. She is a member of the NRA. And here's what she said to Michael Savage about sex ed for kids down to kindergarten. She wrote me this and said, I'm surprised at you, Michael. You are certainly more liberal than this knee-jerk redneck reaction. Everything is out of the closet. The 50s are long over, thank God, she says. I've always been a liberal in terms of a person's right to choose their sexual identity, she says. And I am a liberal in many other ways, animal rights and the environment, decided liberal regard to gay marriage and gay adoption. She says, I really believe it is okay to be whatever you want to be sexually. She says the problems arise when the group is polarized and outed for being different and weird. 
Incorporation of such other behaviors behaviors into the group is actually healthy for the society. I am quite sickened, she writes, by the right-wing homophobic and narrow-banded view of these people. It's not something I ever felt comfortable with in the conservative movement, many of whom are often just rigid, screwed-up people who, behind closed doors, are doing things we would find shocking behind closed doors, she says. The 50s, she says, notice I keep saying she says, the 50s, she says, were a mental and social straitjacket era, and many people suffered. So now we have a correction the other way. It's only natural that this would happen. But it does not mean that the children are being abused, which is the view of the right-wing parents, who, by the way, don't want any sex ed in schools of any sort. They want it kept at home. She asks, Michael, would you rather live in a straitjacket world of the 50s? I don't care, she says, since so, so many people are bisexual and gay and are transgender anyway. She says, evidently, it has always been a high proportion of the general population just hidden as disgraceful behavior, she writes. Are you listening? Jim's, Jim is paying apt attention. Clint went to sleep, but the older guy is listening. I'm joking. They both find this very interesting. The conservative Christian Trump voting woman continues. She said, evidently, this behavior has always been a high proportion of the general population just hidden as disgraceful behavior. The church pushed all this behavior under the rug because it interfered with propagation of congregants and thus threatened their power base, she writes. They wanted to keep the so-called deviant behavior to the closed clergy class for themselves. Ditto Orthodox Jews and other Orthodox sects. Same thing, she says. All they want is reproduction to produce more slaves for the doxies and the factories and fields. That meant enforcing the man-woman uh, divide. Now it is all different, she writes. I don't want to live in a world where a boy can be decapitated because he has a moment of weakness about his sexuality. What do you think about that letter? I, I know I didn't say Mueller. I didn't say collusion. I didn't say Trump Jr. So I apologize. I, I certainly apologize. I'm not keeping up with the uh, cartel. The beach whale cartel gets the memo in the morning, and those in the cartel have to say Mueller at least 50 times in each hour. Uh... Trump is the greatest president in the history of the world, better than Jesus and George Washington put together. And uh, there was no collusion, and everyone's wrong except him. And if you don't say that, you're not in the cartel. You're not in the cartel. But they're doing very well. I got to tell you, maybe I'm the odd man out, and I'm not doing very well because, well, they're the ones who are running the show. They're the ones who make certain that only certain people get on the stations, and they try to force those off the stations who they don't approve of. It's just the way of the world. I don't mind it. It's the way of the world, and I am used to it. Should this topic be discussed? Should teaching transgenderism and sexuality to kindergartners uh, be permitted? Or have they gone too far? Now, here's another topic. The Colorado shooting. Why are they covering up that one of the shooters was a transgender individual? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're wondering why. Maya McKinney, second Colorado shooting suspect, identifies as a male named Alec, even though she was born a girl. Now, why am I telling you this story? There's three reasons why. One, because it's being swept under the rug, because according to the media, uh, certain individuals of a certain orientation can only be good, while white heterosexual Christian males who fight for their country can only be bad. So that's number one, because you see there's a spectrum of good and bad in all, by the way. And you need to know that. 
But there's another element to it, because you know I'm anti-drug. A new study says one out of two Americans are on drugs. And I don't mean street drugs. One out of two Americans are on medication. I am not. I'm in the category of those who are not. I only take an aspirin every night. It's three and a quarter. That's it. And tons of vitamins. Okay? I'm very proud to tell you that I do not take medication of any kind. I have shocked many a doctor. I go see a doctor. They look at the chart. I'm sitting there freezing, shivering in a, in a, paper, in a paper towel. And the guy's looking at the chart, not looking at me. He says, now, let's see, Michael. You're on none? You take no medication? Turns around like I'm a freak. No, I don't take any medication. I don't have an oxygen tank uh, while I'm on the radio and make believe I'm, I'm King Kong with my arms crossed in a leather jacket like I'm God Almighty. I don't take medication. In fact, I'm going I'm to make a prediction that a civil war could break out in this country between those who are on drugs and those who are not on drugs. And it leads me to the next statement I'm going to make. I have said before, and I will say it again, that I believe everyone in Congress should be drug tested once a month. That may explain some of the deranged behavior from top to bottom. I want to know what medications these people are on. Do I have a right to know? You're damn right I do, but they won't let us know it. They'll say it's patients' rights. All right, maybe it's patients' rights. But aren't they representatives of the people? How do we know if they're not drug addicted or drug addled? How do we know what illeg- illegitimate drugs they're buying down on K Street? What are they snorting in the toilets there in Washington? That may explain some of their psycho behavior. Not only do I want everyone in Washington in the government drug tested once a month, like I'm not going to get it anyway, uh, I want everyone in the media drug tested once a month. You heard me. Television, radio, once a month drug testing. I'll be first to go. I'll be first up. I'll pee in a cup for anyone. How's that? There's my challenge. Everyone else in radio, you think you're better than me? Those members of the cartel who have worked around the clock to destroy me and push me off stations? I challenge you to the pee test. That's number three. Now, going back to the shooting in Colorado, it's a very tragic situation where this individual who identifies as a male named Alec was born a girl. Now, why would this person go on a shooting spree? I don't have all the answers to this, but I have some questions. If the doctors are shooting her up with testosterone to make her a him, don't you expect that this testosterone would have an effect on the psychology or the thoughts of the individual being massively overdosed with testosterone? Yes, you would, especially in a teenager. The doctor should go to jail. Whoever was injecting this child with testosterone because this child thought she was a boy, that doctor should be called up on charges and have his license stripped. That's my opinion. To me, it is a crime against medicine and a crime against humanity. But the point of the story is not the transgender part. It's the drug part. It's the drug part. Do you understand that when you inject people with powerful hormones like testosterone, it changes their behavior? Same with many other drugs. Anyone who will tell you that they're on steroids knows that anger comes up. That's right. Plain old steroids. People have illnesses. They take corticosteroids. It makes them very aggressive and very angry. And so drugs have very severe effects on people. And then you go into the whole school shooting syndrome. Going back over the years, in almost every case, in almost every case, they were on medication. Uh, serotonin reuptake inhibitors, SSRIs, like Prozac. 
in almost every case, the shooters were on SSRIs. I have studied this. I have talked about it. I've written books about it since 1983, such as, I don't even remember the title. I don't want to peddle a book. I'm not Howard Stern, okay? He's got a biography coming out now. All of a sudden, he's apologizing for being the dirt, the dirt bag of radio. For 30 years, he's a filth bag with the dirtiest mouth in history. A man who brought Nazi, well, I can't say it. This is a family show. A man like him is what provokes white nationalism. A filthy, dirty, degenerate mouth on him. Now that he's got a book to peddle, he's sorry that he said it, number one. And number two, all of a sudden, he had a cancer scare. How many other people are going to fake cancer when they have a book coming out? I got a book coming out in June for Father's Day called A Savage Life. And there's no cancer scare to make you buy it. It's just a damn good book with a lot of great stories in it. Why does he just come out without his wig and, and do a mea culpa? That's what I like to see. Howard Stern without a wig doing a mea culpa. That would be a show I'd like to watch. Manny, suddenly be Ma- Ma- Maury uh, Kaplan. He'd be like the guy Maury in, uh, in, Go- in Goodfellas when he jumps in the pool with the wig backwards and the wig doesn't come off. He says, Maury's wig doesn't fall off. Great ads in, in Goodfellas. Very funny show. What else am I going to talk about? We could talk about Rocket Man. Why do you think Rocket Man fired off the missiles? Why? It's all about money with them. It's nothing else to do with anything. Don't tell me it's about anything else. Trump is being hard on them, as he should be, making them do the right thing, even to a, to a slight degree. So what do they do? They call up Rocket Man. They say, launch a few. Teach him a lesson. Okay, say so launches a few. So Rocket Man launches a few. And guess what? Remember what Trump said a year ago? My rockets are bigger than your rockets. What do you think Trump did yesterday? Well, he's the commander in chief. He spoke to his generals and he told the boys down at Annenberg Air Force Base, teach Rocket Man a lesson. And we fired off a 4,200 uh, a, a rocket, an ICBM with 4,200 mile range, 4,200 miles fired from Annenberg Air Force Base. I said, yeah, score one for the team. Of course, it splashed down in the ocean. It was a way of saying to them out there, you got rockets, ours are bigger and stronger, so knock it off. Get back to the bargaining table and stop ripping us off. Well, that's the opening to the show. I can go for seven hours, but I have only a few more minutes on the Savage Nation. The Westwood One Podcast Network. Extra, extra, hear all about it. Should big tech be broken up? Teaching transgenderism to kindergartners in California. Colorado shooting, why are they covering up that a transgender was one of the shooters? The United States launched a 4,200-mile ranged ICBM to uh, counter threat in China uh, during the negotiations, and so many other topics. I haven't even gotten to the mural story, which I want to get to. Here in San Francisco, there is a mural of George Washington in a high school named George Washington High School. Well, there's two Native American students in the school who say that they're uncomfortable walking past the mural. And a, a couple of other minorities don't like the mural of George Washington. Now, it's been up since 1936. It was painted by a communist, by the way. I looked into it. Uh, you don't know that part of it. And it was painted by a communist who was led into America under the WPA program, Federal Art Project. The artist was Victor Arnatoff, who was commissioned by the New Deal Agency. That was the uh, agency run by FDR's communists. And he painted a mural of Washington, and in one of the panels, it shows Washington stepping over a dead Native American Indian. Now, it is historically accurate in that regard, and it may be offensive to some, but it's a piece of history. 
Even liberals say it's a piece of history and shouldn't be erased. But that does not stop the psychopathic communists in San Francisco from demanding that the life of Washington at George Washington High School in San Francisco be ripped off the wall and burned. This is where it has come. We are now living in the age of art burning and book burning. When will it stop? When they are stopped. It's a civil war, folks, by any other name. The communists have gone underground. They've come up with new names for themselves. You know what the name is? Communist Party USA. You can fill in the blank. It's the Communist Party USA destroying our culture. Home of borders, language, culture, the savage nation. I had a mess in here today. I have a teddy back in the studio with me. I take him part time. She got tangled up in the wire that controls my mouse. I couldn't move the mouse. I didn't know it was wrong. So I, I started yanking it, yanking it. He's growling under the table. I looked down under there. The, the, the mouse wire is around his legs. So now I got on my hands and knees. And I'm trying to untangle it. He's growling at me. I'm saying, stop it. Can't we coexist? Dog has one foot in the grave and he can still growl. Wow, he's got some testosterone, even though the doctor removed both of those manufacturing uh, glands uh, of his a couple of years ago. He's still he's still quite a dog. I took yesterday off. So you won't believe what I did on my day off. You'll never believe it. You'll never believe it in a million years. I go to the radio station. I pick up a, a box of letters and mail, some of which had been hidden and in, in behind the painting since 2017. When I got into that street altercation and Teddy was beaten up and fell down, all of that stuff, I found stuff I couldn't believe it. I got a Lady Fatima post a picture that someone put together. I hung it on my wall. So I took the entire box of mail and actually read it. And some of it was brilliant and beautiful. Some of it is, you know, crazy and drivel. A lot of people want you to help them, and I can't help everybody. And I apologize to all of you who have written me over the years because I do not have the staff where I send you back a personal letter. I, I'm not set up for it. I should be. You know, in the old days, like in movies, they'd show like teams of women who open the mail and send back, you know, the star loves you and thank you in a picture. I should do it, honest to God. I apologize. But I read almost every one of the, the things. And some of it was so touching. So I'm going through the box of mail. And I'm looking at this and looking at that. And I say, I can't do anything about this poor guy. He's in prison. I can't help him. Another one says, this one did that. I can't do it. And all of a sudden, I open one, and for some reason, now remember, I'm sitting in my underwear in my apartment in the city on my day off after a huge Chinese lunch that stank. Uh, I don't mean stinks, you know, literally. It just was awful in a very fancy restaurant. I decided, look, Mike, why don't you go to a good, a good Chinese restaurant? Go, don't go to the dump you always go to. So I go to a fancy one down near the waterfront. It was just awful. I'm sitting there with indigestion in my underwear. And I open a letter from a Julie Dickerson. I hope she's listening in Jackson, Mississippi. And it's a long letter about a book she wrote about her immigrant grandfather. And she said it has much in common with all immigrants of the 1890s to 1920s. I hope for it to be a tribute to those immigrants who worked hard, took advantage of opportunities to get back to our country. Because of your father, you know their attributes. And I read this little booklet, Beyond My Dreams, an Immigrant Story, Julie Dickerson. And it was about the grandfather who was an immigrant. And what it was like from arriving at Ellis Island, not eating on the ship, no job waiting for him, backbreaking work in the factories when he finally did get a job, hungry all the time. And then he's, and then he's drafted into World War I with the most unimaginable horrors you could ever imagine. I do not know how the men lived through it. I, I can't even reiterate. 
and I had seen documentaries on it. But here he was, this guy, this immigrant, and then how he came back from the war, one of the few survivors, when millions of men had been killed. Millions of men, European men mainly, uh, killed. So he's sent into World War I, living in the trenches, diseases and the artillery, day and night. These men were so strong. These are mainly laborers and farm, farm boys who were sent over there. I don't know how we could ever fight another war and win. I mean, we still have the hard men. They're hard as rocks. They're in Afghanistan. They're in Iraq. They're on police forces across America. When they, they really do their job, they're called fascist, the Nazi, by the snowflake uh, real Nazis who are posing behind being nice when they're the real Nazis attacking our police. But you look at these men and how he fell in love and how he got married and how each person in the family moved on. I, you know, I thought about my own life, a little booklet, really, by this lovely lady called Beyond My Dreams with the ship that they came over on, the grandfather, and her imagining what he went through. And I thought about my own odyssey, Grandfather Sam, who came over and left grandmother Fanny in Europe. And how later on, after seven years of killing himself here, he had the money, he saved the money to bring in my father, who then came over here and worked and then died of a heart attack in his late 40s. I got a migraine thinking of it. And I'm thinking about the odyssey of my family and how hard it was and how tough every step of the way was. And then I think of my own life. It's really a story that has to be told. It's not been easy. I've been working since I am five years old, selling used comic books in the streets of New York. You think I'm making it up? My father taught me thrift. I'd finish a comic book that cost 10 cents. I'd want to throw it out. My father would say, here, take a crayon and put a line through the 10 cents and mark it 5 cents. Then take a wooden box and put it out in front of the apartment house. Go down there and put out your magazines, your, your comics. I'd sit out there with a stack of them, and I was shocked that kids would pay me 5 cents for a comic book that I was going to throw out because I read it. That's how I learned about capitalism. And the fact of the matter is, if you are taught thrift and the value of a dollar, it will serve you for the rest of your life. Michael Savage, a host like no other. Now we are talking about sex ed for kids down to the kindergarten level. I oppose it, but I got an email from a woman I know who is a Christian and a conservative who totally disagrees with me. She says she's always been a liberal in terms of a person's right to choose their sexual identity. And she said that the 50s were a mental and social straitjacket and that this is a reaction to the 50s. And she said, would you rather live in a straitjacket world of the 50s? My answer is yes. But she says no. She says, I don't care since many people are bisexual and gay or transgender, they hide it. They just hide it. And she said they're hiding it because they're ashamed of themselves. And now it's all different. And she doesn't want to live in that world. And she says, do you want to live in a world where a boy can be decapitated like in Iran because he has a moment of weakness about his sexuality with another man? I said, no, but that's not what we're talking about here. And the parents themselves don't want it either. They say no to explicit sex ed. They say, stop sexualizing our kids, and they are right. So what do you make of all of this? I think this is a topic that is not going to go away, and that is why I brought it up today.
But now I have to direct you to a little more depth on this, and that would be on michaelsavage.com. That is where you're going to find the article itself and where you can actually read and digest some of these ideas on sex ed guidance in the sixth state of California, brainwashing children down to kindergarten, and all the other stories I've touched on, including the shooter in Colorado who was on testosterone going through sex reassignment medication. This is the Savage Nation, a savage life. The Westwood One Podcast Network.